Living Adventurously is brought to you in partnership with Kamut, the route planning and navigation app that helps you make the most of your outdoor adventures. Whether you're cycling, hiking, running or bikepacking, Kamut's easy to use technology will get you out the door and exploring more of the great outdoors. You can see where I've been exploring by checking out the highlights of my journey on Kamut. Just follow the link in the show notes. My name is Alistair Humphreys. I set out on a bicycle journey around Yorkshire to speak to interesting, ordinary people who, in very different ways, are making an effort to live adventurously. I wanted to talk about what they do, about the barriers they've faced along the way, and to seek their perspective on some of the big questions that all of us encounter in our lives. Welcome to Living Adventurously. <laughs> I've written here, needs intro music. Um, okay, here we go. Um... <laughs> Have a loop. After a long, hot day in the brief but very sweaty heat wave, I had a beautiful night's camp out under the stars on the North Yorkshire Moors. And then I'd been tipped off about a fantastic waterfall for an early morning swim. And so damp but enthusiastic, I pedalled into Gothland to meet Simon. Um, Simon's been a mountain biker for about 30 years and he gave me a guided tour of the trails, the woods, the hills, the valleys um, around Gothland. He's running an event called the Moors 100 and so which is a bike packing event and he's an evangelist about this neck of the woods we had a fantastic ride together um and a pub lunch <laughs> um and then I sat down um in his adventure van to have a chat with Simon about life with a, a busy normal job and how he tries to work hard to escape um making the effort to get out to adventures and get out to the wilderness that he loves and I also asked him about the adventure he had when he decided to try and cycle around every single street in his town. Right, I'm sitting in a camper van, very, very sweaty, with Simon. Hello, Simon. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Nice to be here. Are you, an, are you a veteran of lots of podcasts? Uh, no, this is my first podcast experience. Excellent. That's how we like it. Um, what's your day job? Um, trying not to have a day job at the moment. Um, I have a small garage in Northumberland for now. What what sort of garage? Uh, just general fixing things that fall off cars. Okay. <laughs> Nothing terribly interesting. Okay. Okay. So you say that's not very interesting. What do you do then to try and fit adventure into your normal life? Try not to be at work. That's That's the key. Especially midweek, because that's they're the best adventures midweek. Yeah, you know, they're the best ones. They feel they feel a lot more special because you should be at work. You know, you should be sat behind your desk. You should be doing something tedious and mundane. You know, and other people are, and it feels great not to be doing that. Okay, so what then is the secret of not being at work in the middle of the week? Um, having good people around you you can rely on, and a very understanding wife that complains but doesn't really mind in her heart that you are taking a day off to kind of blow off steam 
And what do you do to go? How do you go get your adventure kicks? What do you like doing? Anything, you know, it can be something you've seen on TV, something you've read about, something you just fancy doing, something you've read in a in a book, um, something that fits in with that available time that you've got, uh, something that's going to be worthwhile when you don't have a lot of spare time when you're working when you've got a family. It has to be quality, you know. It's, it can't be just like, oh, well, that was all right, you know. There's a pressure there to do something interesting, but you've just got to try and make the most of it. And if you ponder it too much, you're never going to do it. Yeah, that's very true. So um, we've just been out for a uh, a day out on the, or a few hours out bike packing around the North Yorks Moors. That's how we got in touch originally. Uh, you run the what, Moors 100, is that what you call the it? The Moors 100, yeah, yeah. Which is a, a bike packing It's a bike packing event that runs on the Moors, um, 100 miles, hence the name, over two days. Um, pretty much doable for anybody of any level on any bike. Um, very sociable. It's great fun. I really enjoy organising it, and everybody's who's done it say they've enjoyed it, whether, whether they really did or not. Um, but there seem to be a lot of happy faces. So I've you uh, you've been showing me around some trails today, and I've really enjoyed it. It's be- North York Moor is a beautiful place to be it's, cycling. Yeah, it's beautiful, it really is. Um, and you're clearly a real evangelist and passionate about it. You kept telling me all these facts and figures and interesting stuff about it. So I get that you like it, but why bother organising an event? You're already busy enough. Why are you organise? Why do you organise the Moors 100? Um, I don't know. You got you got the Lake District or you got the Peak District, and it's it's rammed. It's really busy. There's a lot of conflict with walkers and mountain bikers these days. You come on the North Yorkshire Moors, as you'll have seen today. Apart from down at the train station, we've seen nobody all day. We've seen absolutely no one. So there's not that conflict. Um, people that do come to North Yorkshire tend to head to the trail centres at Dolby. And don't get me wrong, I, I love the place. It's great. Um, it, I, I think it's a really really wonderful place to spend time whether that's walking or cycling and i just want to kind of educate people to that and and you know it's so worthwhile just having someone say that's brilliant i'm going to come back here with my kids or i'm going to bring my wife back here or my partner It, it just that's the reason why really it's just it's just to expand on that really well i think it's a i i think it's an event lots of people enjoy so highly highly recommended uh, I am very sweaty right now. It's very hot. It's, yeah. It has been the hottest day of the year, actually. It's, uh, so it's been a sticky yeah. one. But, but one one of the things I like about being out biking with someone, um, and actually it's nice if it's someone you haven't met, it's just nattering away about the world. And I've, I've liked today your um, approach to life and the world. So I wondered if you might like to answer some of my uh, questions. These are my okay. big these are my big questions for life that I'm looking for uh, answers for. And you right. seem like a wise man. Oh, so dear. just take one from the top. The top. Uh, if you don't want to answer, you don't have to. What would you say to someone who told you that your life was becoming less adventurous? Mm, crikey, I don't know. Is your life becoming less adventurous, or is your are you on the way up? I, I think it ebbs and flows, doesn't it? You know, your life changes, um, circumstances change. When you've got children, there are periods in that time where you have a little bit of spare time, or where you haven't. Uh, it's something to be mindful of. Um, quite often it's something you may not have control over. Um, so it is about grasping those opportunities whenever you can 
and really making the most of them and, and not letting them go by. You're, you're in your 40s now. Um, are you conscious of trying to keep up an adventurous life? Yeah, because uh, as you get older, and I've been mountain biking for 30 years and things ain't um, as easy as they were. Um, things don't heal as fast. Knees are getting creaky when going upstairs. You know, that whole thing of, oh, yeah, I could ride across India if I wanted to. Um, I mean, one day I'll come, you can't even ride to the shops. <laughs> yeah. So there, there is that sense of, you know, the bigger things that you've always fancied to do that, you know, there's, as the years go by, there's more pressure to achieve those things, you know. Uh, but on the other hand, you see old guys out on bikes and they're still enjoying themselves. Um, and there's other things, walking, climbing, doesn't have to be about the bikes it's it's about having fun and enjoying yourself isn't it so you, you don't have any intention to act your age god no <laughs> god no no way no good right uh, next question what are you willing to sacrifice for ambition um again it's about finding a balance isn't it um, there's lots of things I'd love to do. I mean, we've discussed you know, family and stuff as we've been riding along today. I do miss my children and my wife a lot when I go away. So that's like, you've got this thing where you really want to go away. You see these these things, these places you want to go. But on the other hand, you know that sometimes when you go, you're going to be a bit miserable because you're missing them. So although I want to be adventurous and have great fun, that. You know, there's, there's got to be a limit, really. There's got to be a limit. So you're, yeah. I mean, you you see these ideas of big adventures, mm. um, but you're not willing to sacrifice time away from your family for that. So it's it's not so much it's not a it's not a conscious willing thing. It's it's kind of in the in the heart. You know, it's like on paper you think, oh well, you know, it's just a few days or it's a week or something. But you know, it's going to be difficult. So. It's not. It's not a really a conscious thing. It's not something you really have much say in, is it? Really? No, that's yeah. It's a perfectly valid thing. So in that case, then, um, if you if you're then pausing your ambitions of let's say I don't know cycling across India, how do you then scratch the itch while still fulfilling all the responsibilities in your life? Mm. It's, well, it's hard, isn't it? You've just got to you've just got to look at things that are attainable, are achievable. And, and 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 find pleasure in that you know there's so so many things that we've seen out today where you can see you know beauty in things or interest in things or you know a great bit of trail or something you know you you've got to be you've got to count your blessings you've got to be thankful for what's on your doorstep or what you can achieve in that time scale ride somewhere new ride with someone different you know I had a great time today um that's that's what you got to do really you've got to temper it in in a, in a different way and are you conscious, say, when you're cycling around the North York Moors to suck out of it as much as you can, bearing in mind you're, say, not going to cycle across India? You try yes, some get days. It, out it depends of what mood you're in. You know, it's always nice to find a new piece of trail or, or, or learn something new or have a conversation and learn something new with somebody. But on other times, you just want to go out and pedal. You just want to enjoy the sun. You know, you just want to enjoy the scenery and... I don't. I don't think you can do any ride and not take something from it. 
I mean, it can be a miserable day of weather and your chain snaps and the rain's howling sideways, but you still take something from that, even if it's a negative thing, you know, so. Or even just the, as you said today, just the gratitude of getting back to your van in the end. Yeah, it is. It's just, it's just nice to get back. I've, I've often found that, that sometimes a day is so miserable that the only good part of it, which is a good part, is how grateful you feel to get into your bed or your sleeping bag and just that mm. actually noticing it and remembering to appreciate it. Yeah, and you, and you adjust what you do going forward, you know. There might be a piece of kit that doesn't work or a piece of trail that was horrendous in the wet, but it was great last time you you went down it in the summer. So you just use it in the summer. You know, you've got options, you know. It's not as though you're stuck on a treadmill having to do the same thing day in, day out. You adjust and you adapt. That's very true. Um, next question. Here we go. I haven't got my glasses on, oh, by the way. <laughs> uh, what are you doing at times you feel that you are being good parent, partner, spouse, and friend? Yeah, what are, you, what, are you, what are you doing at the times when you feel you've got it sorted about being a, either a husband or a dad? Uh, I, don't, I don't really know. You just, you're just getting through life, aren't you? There's, there's so many challenges these days, you know, and there seems to be more and more. But I think there's a difference between the times when you think you're just trundling through the routines of yeah. school, do the shopping, take the bins out, and then the times when you think, yeah, this is this is going good here. Yeah, you get that, but you still you've still got you've still got space in your mind to daydream about things as well. So you might be doing the ironing or or cooking risotto or something like that. But but you can while you're doing that, you're on a kind of autopilot, so you are thinking about that. Maybe riding that trip across India or or riding at the moors, or it's been a while since I've been to the Lake District. So you're never kind of switched off, really, are you? You kind of, you can do you can do both. You can be doing one thing in a physical, practical sense, and you can be daydreaming about the other thing. But, I, yeah, I find, it's interesting you say that, because I find in my own life that I really, when I start doing that, that's when I don't do things well, when I'm trying to dabble with two different things at once. It's, it's, one, it's one of the reasons to have my shed to work in, so mm. I can go to my shed write books and then I leave the shed and then I get on with the rest of my life and trying to so I find I have to really separate things like this part of my life yeah and this part of my life and the times when I try and mix them or muddle them or blend them isn't so good kitchen's that place for me when I'm in the kitchen when I'm cooking something I just right I've done this before I'm on autopilot I know I'm doing Right, that route that I've got planned, you know, TikTok, okay. TikTok, and I'm working on that in my head, and it's kind of right, that needs to boil for two minutes, the phone comes out, and I'm looking at the map, and I'm looking at options, <laughs> and I'm Googling this, and thinking, yeah, that works. Okay. So even though you've, you've got the, what some people might think as mundane things of the day-to-day -day life, it doesn't mean that you can't be thinking about adventure and planning adventure. I think that's the difference. If you keep that adventure mindset, whatever you're doing, whether you're actually physically doing it or thinking about it, it's all it's all good. So, are you thinking about adventure quite a lot of your time? So, when all you're the time. Game, are you when you're in yeah, the yeah, 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 all the time, yeah. Right. Yeah, and it's not just on bikes. I think of oh, you know, places you could go and places you could take the children to, and things you can see, or something that you've read about that you want to go and see, or or even just reading about things. You know, something you, you've heard, you hear a snippet of something or you see an image and you think, I want to learn about that, you know. So that's an adventure in itself because it, it leads you off into different avenues as well of, of, of learning and knowledge and you know, seeing different things and seeing other people's opinions of things. It's, it's... So do you, do you think it's possible to scratch the adventurous itch? Do you think it's possible to 
live adventurously without leaving the house? No, no. There's got to be there's got to be a balance, hasn't there? There's a, there's got to be a balance. You, you've got to. I think as long as you think adventure and, and fit in every spare moment that you can without annoying aforementioned partners and children and stuff, you know, life's wasted when you just sit around the house when you could be out doing something. That's the difference. We've all got busy lives. We all have things to do, whether we want to do them or not. But it's these chances when you get them, take them. Yeah. Um, and because you've been thinking about it for so long, you've already got preformed ideas. So it's not like, oh, what am I going to do with myself? It's like, bang, go and do it. Yeah. Um, you're a self-confessed um, bit of a Strava obsessive, or you have been perhaps at some point. Um, yeah, getting your miles in. Yeah, getting my miles in. Yeah, not being um, fast, but just okay. Yeah. Tell me, tell me about the time that you um, rode around your town. That was a great afternoon, actually. That was that was an afternoon where I'd, I'd seen the idea in in one of your books and of walking around the town and I came out of the house one day I thought right where shall I go today and I'd done this that and the other and I thought oh do you know what I'm going to ride around every street in the town and it's far more difficult than you think I mean it's not a big town I come from I can't think of the population off the top of my head but it's not it's not big it's a typical market town but you don't realise how big these places are how many little streets and you know cul-de-sacs and avenues and little nooks and crannies and you think you're doing a pretty good job of, of ticking them all off you go into one street and go down this and when i when i got home and had a look at the results on my strava i made such a mess of it <laughs> there's so much of it missed out so much of it i'd done it's like a kind of a math puzzle yeah. but it's amazing isn't it how little we know of our own of where we live yeah it was that that was a really cool thing about it because It'd be a street that you've driven past every day or an entrance to something you've driven past or a hedge that when you sat down low in your car but because you're on your bike you could see over it and there's a, there's a house that caught your eye or something. So many things that you didn't know about your own town. It's just, is that not adventure? I went home that night and I thought, well, that was pretty good. I'd done like probably 50 miles or something in this little market <laughs> town and I'd seen so many things and I bumped into a couple of people I know and I had a really nice day so if that's not adventure you know I know it's not climbing to the top of Kilimanjaro or anything but I had a great day <laughs> yeah I agree completely um should do another another card yeah what won't you be able to do in 10 years time what can you do now well, that you can do now sorry um Probably um, hook really big gap jumps <laughs> on bicycles. <laughs> so, uh, as you get older, you get a little bit more cowardly. And there's things that I rode down 10 years ago that I wouldn't ride down now. So in 10 years' time, I'm just wondering what, the, what that, that graph, if it's linear or whether it sort of ramps up. So stuff that I will do now will terrify me in five years' time. And does that affect the, what, what you choose to do now? Yeah, it does, yeah. Off? because um, there's certain routes that you can do not so much on the North York Moors because it's all pretty mellow here and there's nothing really scary but you can go go to certain places and there's things where you need some commitment you know brain down Dolly wag Wagon Pike um, on a hardtail the other week you know and I was thinking hey, man you know you know, you're like 40 odd years old and <laughs> you know if you come off at this speed onto that surface it's really going to hurt uh, whereas, you know, so 20 years ago, you, you see these 
skinny kids on, on YouTube and stuff who are in their black jeans and they have massive accidents and they get up and it's all high fives and stuff, you know, and it's like, I'm, I'm sort of reverting back to the bit where I want my mum, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there's, there's things like that, yeah. So that has a that has a bearing on where you go. And but we can get off and walk them bits. <laughs> yeah, you're all right with that. Yeah. 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 God, there's no shame in walking. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. No, definitely not. Um, next card. What are you scared of? Um, running out of time. Running out of time. Definitely. Me too. Yeah, it's terrifying, isn't it? Yeah. When did that kick in as well? It's. I've I've had it for most of my adult life. Right. Um, I actually remember <laughs> um, my twenty fifth birthday. I was in Beirut cycling around the world and I remember freaking out that day thinking I'm 25 mm. I'm a quarter of a century old my life must be nearly over Do and I was to be 25 again yeah and I was currently at the time I was cycling around the world I was having the a time of my life but even so I was just this sort of sense of mortality of ah oh, this is passing by so I've always had that affliction and actually it's I don't I think it's good that it encourages you to get on and do stuff but because, I think yeah. if you become a bit obsessed with it then it's uh not particularly healthy, I think. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine if you dwell on it too much. Yeah. Yeah, that would be quite bad. But now that's that's the big fear, isn't it? Running out of time. So what have you got to do in that time? Just try and make the most of have no grand, massive ambition to do this. There's things I'd love to do and I may be able to do and the kids are a little bit older. But it, for me, it is about just grasping them little moments and making the most of what you have got rather than sort of like pining for what you can't do and, you know, I'd love to do this, I'd love to do that. But you've, you've just got to fit in what you can and just be conscious that you can't get away with doing this forever. Yeah, that's very, very wise. Um, but we're both very hot and sweaty and it's I'm quite hungry now. It's been monstrously hot yeah. today. So my final question is, what are you going to have for tea tonight? Uh, ooh, good question. Um... Uh, I don't know. I think I'll swerve by the allotment on my way home and see what looks ready. And in the 150 yards from the allotment to the front door, I will have worked out a master plan. And that will be what I'm having of tea. That sounds fantastic. So it could be red onion and gooseberry sandwiches, which sounds pretty horrible, doesn't it? So yeah, I hope you can do better Maybe than I'm that. just going to go to the chip shop. Yeah. Well, thank you for... Thank you for uh, chatting to me and thank you again for showing me around and I, I hope lots of people sign up for the uh, Moors 100 that, that would be really nice if you did because um, you will have a really really nice time the trails are awesome Yorkshire is absolutely stunning and the people you will meet are really are the best people they're really really great people and um, you'll have a right smashing time I agree with that. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure, my friend. <laughs> Thank it's been you. great. Cheers. Thanks. Bye now. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Living Adventurously. There's show notes from every episode on my website, alistairhumphreys.com slash podcast. If you have enjoyed it, please take a screenshot of your phone and pop it up on social media, or leave a review with your podcast provider. It makes a massive difference. Thank you very much.
I teamed up with Kamut to make this podcast happen. In case you missed it, Kamut is an outdoor planning and navigation app that helps you explore more of the great outdoors. One of the many ways Kamut helps you have better adventures is with detailed route profiles. So, you've got your basic route in place with Kamut. Next step is to check the route profile. The profile displays the information you want to see, like the, the surface type, especially important if you're on a bike, and elevation profile, especially important for everyone, the ups and the downs. On a road bike, for example, that means you can anticipate the big climbs or ensure your adventure only includes tarmac, unless you want to spice it up and you want to suffer, in which case you can hunt for a gravel route or more single track. If you're hiking, you'll be able to see your elevation gain, as well as where on the route you'll need to push on to get through the uphills. Your very own outdoor experiences are waiting for you. Go explore more with Kamut. Head to kamut.com g and use the voucher code ADVENTUROUS to claim your free region bundle.